Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an inspiring woman who is a leader in her field. These amazing women are role models for creating positive relationships, building successful careers, and helping you discover your own leadership talent to help you to follow your passion and your purpose. You know, helping women share their stories is one of my greatest joys. That's why I've continued to interview these amazing leading women for almost 10 years, and that in itself has been an amazing journey. I chose 19 of the best experts from these conversations to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which is available, of course, in Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and the business section of your area bookstores. If you haven't bought your copy yet, or if you know a woman who wants to pursue her passion and dream, this book is for both of you. Now, this week, I'm pleased to introduce you to another amazing woman. Her name is Tabby Biddle. I met Tabby last year when I hosted a leadership ambassador training session for Take the Lead Women. The foundation is dedicated to help women to take their fair and equal share of leadership across all sectors by 2025. Tavi is also a dedicated woman helping women find their voices. She wrote the best-selling book, Find Your Voice, A Woman's Call to Action. She is a celebrated leadership coach, a recognized TED Talks speaker, and is often featured by prominent media, including the Huffington Post, the Los Angeles Times, the U.S. Today, the U.N. Dispatch, Current TV, and NPR. And also, as a United Nations Press Fellow, Tavi has met with world leaders, political dignitaries to bring her feminine voice and perspective to the global conversation. She also recently served as a delegate to the UN Commission on the Status of Women. Wow, I'm very excited and pleased to to welcome Tabby Biddle to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Well, Tabby, thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, We have met personally, which I'm pleased. I'm always glad when I can talk with someone I've had had an opportunity to meet, but uh, You've had a lot going on since I last saw you, and so glad to be able to talk to you again. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, You know, Tabby, one of the things I do when I do any of these conversations, I always ask about your story. And I think that the background on people, especially women, is so important because when women tell their stories to one another about who they are, how they got to be who they are today. I think I think there's this commonality and this bond that's almost created immediately. So I want to ask you personally, how did you get to be who you are today? Why are you doing what you're doing? And, and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, thank you. I got to be who I am today, uh, specifically working in women's leadership and, and being an advocate and an activist for women's rights because I grew up in a very patriarchal-oriented family, in addition to the culture, of course, the the larger culture, Um, a very male-oriented family where a a lot of the leaders and a lot of who were spoken about were the men of the family dating back to the earliest um, years of America. So we have diplomats, politicians, military leaders, and so forth um, in, in our family line. So that was the orientation I had. Um, and I also have two older brothers, so I was the only girl in the family. And 
much of that time, I felt that my voice was not heard and not respected. And not only my voice, but also my rich emotional life, um, that all of that was uh, dismissed or belittled. So that's kind of the orientation that I had growing up as a, as a young girl. And on the outside, in the you know, kind of school life, public life, um, what I did in order to kind of gain respect and be heard and be seen in, in society was I oriented more toward um, being a tomboy and, you know, enjoyed, I mean, some of these things I naturally enjoyed, like athletics and, and, and the great outdoors, and that's anyway natural to my spirit. But I really dismissed myself as a girl and, and related more to boys and wanted to be seen more in that caliber, if you will. And that certainly translated over into my, the years when, when one becomes a moving from a girl into a young woman. For me, I, uh, when it was that age where, you know, my friends were getting their, their periods and, and developing and, you know, getting these very womanly bodies, that freaked me out. Very scared to lose my identity as, as you know, the tomboy girl. And I, I really saw turning into a woman as very weakening to my status in, in yeah. society. And so in the ninth grade, I had an eating disorder, uh, which was, uh, was anorexia. And it, it, it went undiagnosed uh, for quite a while. This is in the era of um, the mid-80s where we wore lots of big, baggy clothes and so forth. And so it was, you know, unidentified by you know, my family members uh, for a while, as well as classmates, the schoolmates. But eventually that all caught up with me. And there was a real breaking point in turn. My mom actually brought me to the doctor and, and we had a discussion about it. And I realized I could either go down this path of basically like, disintegrating, you know, the body yeah. losing so much weight, or I could step forward and try to enter the world as a woman and move forward. So I chose the move forward way, thankfully. Um, but this is all to, to the effect that it was very contentious for me taking on this position of woman in the world. So I'm going to, I'll fast forward it really until about 20 years later, in my mid-30s, um, shortly after I had moved here to California, I, I live in Santa Monica, um, and I had, uh, the previous 10 years to that, I'd been living in New York City, and I, I'd moved here to California, and um, I'd moved here really on a calling, feeling a deep um, a deep calling towards Southern California here in the Los Angeles, Santa Monica area, not really knowing exactly why, but being an intuitive for most of my life, I, I followed that calling. And what happened here is I had a huge, what I would call feminine awakening, where my orientation changed completely from the masculine paradigm, uh, male orientation, and shifted over to learning about our 25,000-year history pre-patriarchy and 
stepping into feminine spirituality in a, in a very deep way um, through orienting toward the goddess, toward the, the goddess as the almighty, as the creatrix. Um, I've been a, I've been a long time yoga practitioner and a yoga teacher over those years in my mid twenties uh, through my mid thirties. So I was exposed very much to the goddess and, and chanting and the balance between the masculine and feminine. I've been exposed to that, but this awakening that I speak about came in such a deep manner that it, it just blasted open my awareness of all the human rights abuses that have been happening to women and girls around the world that I had turned a blind eye to, even though I had traveled in all these parts uh, in Asia, in the Middle East. But my conversation, I'd been there both as a backpack traveler as well as a journalist, but most of my conversations were with men. And, I wa- and so I really turned a blind eye basically on the sisterhood. That's how I felt. And I knew at that time that I was going to, I had a voice. I live here in the United States. Blogging had just blasted open at this point, and I knew that I needed to play my part in bringing more awareness to the human rights abuses that are happening to women and girls, to the silencing of our voices, and help amplify other women's voices and and our stories um, and our leadership in the world so that we could truly come into a place of balance between the feminine and masculine so that we can create peace so that we can uh, not see war as the solution and see compassion and diplomacy and empathy as our ways toward the future. Yeah. You know, um, I was reading everything and looking at your website and reading about you and and I, I, I felt like you were definitely one of my soul sisters because everything that you've described uh, really, I think I went through those same stages and same same feelings as a as a young girl and growing up as a tomboy. And I mean, I really related to everything that you were saying. And, and I'm wondering if there's so many similarities to so many women as far as that generality is that really not feeling valued as a girl and finding that the value, at least feeling at that time, the value has to become from, from being a male. And it's it's really interesting because I think there's so many women in women's leadership uh, training and women's le- leadership that I've met that have had similar experiences that they did not, you know, necessarily have strong female role models or mentors as they were growing up and basically had to go through a many, many stages, starting out very, very masculine because that was the way to get things done and that was the way to be visible. Because, you know, me, I also, I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel like I was seen. And, and I felt very invisible. I guess invisible is probably the best word that I could describe. Mm. But again, that whole journey that women, especially when it comes to women finding their voice. And, and I mean, I love your, I mean, your book. I mean, I've, I've said this a million times. Find your voice. I mean, when I when I talk with women, find your voice in your book. Find your voice. A call to action. It's just so perfect. My my daughter Reagan, my youngest daughter and I are are now doing what we call awakening the feminine, and mm. this is something that is so very very important. And, and you you relate to this and leadership ambassadors for take the lead is finding that feminine voice, but finding that true feminine essence and that true feminine divine. That's 
my daughter and I are actually doing these mother-daughter talks, which is called Awakening, Awakening the, of the Feminine. You know, and, it's, and it's, it's been really an interesting journey. I have three daughters, by the way. I have three daughters mm. and, seven, and seven granddaughters. So there's really, wow. Well, I mean, I, I guess the thing to think about too is there really are no mistakes in the world why we end up doing what we're doing. But you know, for me, God just kept giving me one female <laughs> after another, and it was kind of like, okay, wake up and you know, yeah, conscious and, and understand the importance of being in this world as a as a woman and as. Uh, that feminine, that divine feminine is so important because I, like you, really truly believe that when we truly put that feminine, the divine feminine forward, the possibilities are endless as to peace, collaboration, uh, you know, connection. I mean, to me, this is what it's all about. And, and you know, that's that's one of the reasons I became involved with would take the lead because Women Connect for Good was a great thing. Women Connecting Good, which is basically the mission is to support other women's efforts, support their dreams, support their purposes, and to, to connect and to give that ultimate support, which I think is, is the key. If we support each other, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So uh, mm-hmm. I, really get, I really get what you're doing, Tabby, and I'm very excited about what you're doing. So when I was reading all this last night, I was going, aha, yes, she's got it. Yes, absolutely. The the importance is, is, is so it's so simple, but yet so so important for women to understand that when we truly support one another and we truly step forward as women, with that feminine, that divine feminine, something amazing occurs. That grace, that style, that that ultimate communication and connection is just, I mean, it truly is a divine process. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you for sharing about your background. I didn't know a lot of that. There's no mistakes, I think, why we do what we're doing. So your, your book, Find Your Voice, A Call to Action, is a bestseller. And what do you find, your, again, because you are out there now and you're talking to more women, and I, too, I spent most of my time around boys and then men trying to find my voice or trying to figure out what my voice was supposed to say, uh, but what, it, what, is, what are the messages that you're hearing more and more from women, especially now with, with the different leadership training and the ambassador, leadership ambassador, women ambassadors for Take the Leap? What are you hearing? What's going on out there? Yeah. So what I'm hearing a lot is women, okay, the first layer is that there's a lot of self-doubt that's still lingering around for women yeah. in regards to their voice. So that's like a huge fog layer. Um, and so my intention with the book and, and in the work I do with women is to go beneath that fog layer and help them tap into their, what I would call their womb wisdom, which is, you know, where all the, where I feel like all the gems of the feminine are laying in each woman's womb around the world. And what's coming forth from them are our messages of love and compassion and collaboration and standing up for yourself and speaking your truth. I mean, that sounds, I know, so basic, but, but really it's what I'm finding is each woman is finding the courage 
to tell her story, whether it be through blogging or public yeah, speaking yeah, or through yeah. her entrepreneurial business. And right. each one of those is unique in their own, you know, family dynamic, family constellation. But the common themes are, as you talked about, the common themes amongst just the two of us, our story was that sense of being silenced and uh-huh. not seen, not heard, disrespected, right? Uh-huh. So that's first, uh-huh. like that's the first layer that, that's coming out from, from women. It's like they need to speak that out to, to acknowledge it um, yeah. first and foremost to themselves, to not kind of kid themselves that everything was okay, right? And then secondly, to acknowledge it um, for the greater you know, good of society, I would say, so, so that that system isn't perpetuated with, within each family dynamic or each community of, of the women being, you know, not, not seen and heard and, and people just turning a blind eye to the fact that that's happening. So, so that's a lot of the first layer that's coming forth. And then once women move past um, that place of, uh, of really, that's when they actually find their voice. Like, okay, I can tell my story. I can be honest about it with myself and with others. And then the more visionary elements start coming in. And in that, I, I would, I'd say what I'm finding is there, there's a lot being co-created and kind of in incubation in the, in the ethers <laughs> right now in terms of what this, you know, movement toward peace is looking like or what this movement toward women collaborating with women, like what, what is it that we can create? Um, yeah. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll take the women's march as an example, right? The, the sure. global sure. women's march. I mean, those were peaceful protests taking a stand for not only the rights of women, but the rights of anyone who has been oppressed. That's what I'm finding in this work, whether people are speaking out for, for Gaia, the, the, you know, our, our earth, right? This, this, is, this is one area that women are very strong in speaking out for, or they're speaking out for the uh, oppression of immigrant women, transnational women, that's that's also I have a number of women clients who 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 fall into that area uh, because that's been their experience um, being a transnational woman and, and experiencing that oppression and uh, also a lot of women are speaking out about their body about the oppression or violence uh, toward their body whether it had been uh, sexual abuse you know within their family system or rape later in life, mostly by people they, that they knew. So sexual violence is, a, is another big area. I would say those, those yeah. are the primary ones where the, that I'm seeing the women, and particularly women I'm working with, speaking out about. I love the way you're putting the, the first layer of the story, giving yourself permission, but also getting the support and getting the, the encouragement to be who you are, that true essence, that true self that you are. The other piece I think is so important is that, you know, you're talking, you, we were talking earlier about uh, working in the, the film industry, working with women. Of course, you know, as, the, as we know, there are very, very few women directors in the, the film uh, production, which is over close to 90% are males as far as a lot of the production of films, a lot of the media that is produced. So, again, 
you know, the marketplace and what we see is, is traditionally geared towards selling uh, according to guilt and doubt and, and depression for women, which, uh, of course, has never, has seems to work still. You know, we're, we're 55% of the population and we buy 85%, 85% of products and services, yet we still let the market drive us, you know, to be thin, to be beautiful, to be, to be young and to buy all these products. You know, use something for seven days and you lose 10 years, which is absolutely ridiculous, but we're all still buying into that. So I think the time is now, and I think that's the exciting part is, Tabby's, the time is now that we can truly start addressing those important issues that when we, when we join with one another and we come together, anything is possible. And we can truly start to talk about the things that are important for all of us. Because I think the gender equality is the key. You know, it's not us and them anymore. It's all of us. It's going to take all of us. And so we, we, first we have to empower women and we have to give them their voice, again, find their voice and to find that empowerment. But then we have to come all together to do everything that we're talking about as well. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an exciting time, and, and there's lots and lots of opportunities. And and there's another person I want to connect you with. Maybe we could chat after we're through with this conversation. But, uh, you know, to get, uh, to get us all together and uh, talking about uh, something that's very important to both of our both of us is uh, take the lead, and why don't you just share a little bit about that? Because you are a leadership ambassador, which is a, a key, and then wanting to develop California as far as having a, a similar program as, as Arizona has right now. Yeah, sure. So, for those who aren't familiar with Take the Lead, it's uh, a nonprofit organization that's committed to preparing, developing, inspiring, and propelling women to take their fair and equal share of leadership across all sectors by 2025, So there are 30-plus of us who are leadership ambassadors for the organization, which means that we are trainers to support this mission of, of gender parity and leadership by 2025. And right now I am working with two other sister leadership ambassadors uh, Elisa Parker and Amber Nelson, on an initiative based in California, a leadership initiative based in California, which is called 50 Women Can Change the World. And this is specifically for women in the entertainment industry. Now, last year, Take the Lead in Arizona, uh, a few of the leadership ambassadors in Arizona collaborated together for 50 Women Can Change the World for Emerging Leaders in the Nonprofit Industry. And that was funded uh, primarily by American Express, uh, along with a few private and public donors. And they've been seeing much success there with their program. Theirs was over a six-month period. So what we're doing is modeling off of their, the, the foundation of what they created, however, adapting it, of course, to women in the entertainment industry with the intention of bringing um, both the executive side, the studio executive side, film industry, together with the creative side, with the female directors, producers, writers, cinematographers, uh, editors, and with the, the greater intention, as you spoke about earlier, Nancy, about how you know, 90% of the, the films, the productions out there are staffed by men and the stories coming forth 
are from men. So they're from the, the masculine lens. And we want to build a, a, a collaboration, say not only with the creative side, but, but between the creatives and the executives, because it, it all, everything has to be working together. And so while this is 50 women can change the world, the, the, these are the collaborations between the women in the, in the film industry. You know, as time moves on, want to, of course, bring on the male allies as well, because it ha- you know, we have to be doing this um, together and, and not against. So we're working behind the scenes on that right now and are, are soon going to be going for our funding with a intended launch date in, in uh, January 2018. So, you know, six, six months down the road. So it, it's very exciting. It's definitely the time. I, I just wrote a um, blog that was quite controversial actually on Huffington Post about how um, after seeing Wonder Woman, I, I titled it, um, I did not feel empowered after seeing Wonder Woman. And the point of that really being that while it's a huge celebration to have Patty Jenkins be the first female director uh, on a big budget, you know, superhero film and, and with a female lead as a superhero, that's, that is great and fantastic. And that is something to celebrate. And I'm, I don't, I'm don't want to take away from that. But I also... There's no, there's, we can't, there's no resting on our, our laurels with that because the story is still a male-initiated, male-originated story that was then rewrote for the screen, again, by men, but cre- uh, created by three men, screenplay by one man. And it's still, the, the story is from the masculine paradigm, the masculine, uh, and, and while it, you know, these men certainly had feminist leanings, right? Uh, right. it's, it's not a story about a female heroine originated from the feminine. And so yep. that's what we want to see more of is women at the forefront present throughout the whole creative process. Yeah. That's well, lead, very leading, important. Leading with the feminine is different than leading with the masculine. And, and you know, some of the, the most important variables or, or when we talk about that is, not only you know the collaboration, the communication, and the and the things that take place when we lead with the feminine, but that the, the fact that we're we're truly being vulnerable in, in, in the respect that we're asking for help, we're asking for collaboration, we're asking that you know we're, we're it's a, it's a completely different leading style than leading with the masculine, and and of course you're, you're going to see things come out in a different fashion if they're again covering the story as Wonder Woman, but yet still being led by the masculine. And, and it's it's an interesting phenomenon that women don't understand that. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're still seeing women coming out talking about, you know, being advocates for women and mentor and mentoring women, but yet they're still leading with the, the masculine. So, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting twist as we as we move forward and, and I'll be honest with you, probably my own daughters, and of course Reagan, my youngest daughter, has really, really helped me to understand that even more and more, the importance of leading as a woman. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's something that we've always had, this, this piece that we've, we've kind of pushed down or been told to push down, and that goes back to your whole concept of finding your voice but it's the feminine voice that we want to hear. It's that, that gentle, that, that kind, but yet it's still a strong, it's still powerful, the power too, 
voice to be able to get things done, but to do it in a fashion that it, com- that it brings everyone to the table. There's no one sitting along the side of the wall of the, of the room. We're all sitting at the table together, speaking and, and joining together to create a, a truly uh, different world. There's no doubt about it. When we sit at the table together, something amazing can happen. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> You're yeah, here to that. Yeah. Talking, talking the same language, sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so well, anyway, so you're, you're on you're on a great path and I really like the the fact that you're you're targeting and you're seeing that this uh women in the the film industry is is a great opportunity to truly because who are the who are the storytellers? Who are the messengers? These are these are the women that can truly change the face of what women begin to understand about themselves, because when we see things in the media and we see things on the, on this big screen, especially young girls, it, it is confusing. It's not clear. It's not understood. So they need women, uh, girls, women, uh, teenagers. We all need clear messages as to who we are and what we're what what we can do in this world together. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. What, the storytellers are the ones that have the greatest opportunity to make all those great changes for all of us. So that is wonderful. Two, uh, January 2018. 2018. 2018, yeah. 2018, six months down the road. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, what else would you like other pe- uh, others to know about uh, your book? Uh, were, anything that's coming up for you that you want to, us to know? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, the other piece that I want to encourage women to, to consider uh, in terms of gender parity um, and, and taking their fair and equal share of leadership um, is on the TEDx stage, TED or TEDx stage. That's another piece of the work I do with women is supporting women to write their talks and gain the confidence to uh, become a, a TED or TEDx speaker. Because that's another area where women, we've been less than 20% of the speakers on those stages. And that's, once again, a, a place where public conversation is, is formed, right? We know how popular the um, TED and TEDx videos are online. And so if there are fewer women out there speaking, then there are fewer women shaping the public conversation and how we see and understand ourselves both as women and, and as a, and our place in, in society. So I teach a course three times a year, which is called Women on the TEDx Stage. It's a six-week course where I support women through the, the whole process of getting clear on their idea, working on the storytelling, what is their personal story that relates to this idea. I support them in, in telling that story and in, in the whole process, the editorial process of writing their talk and mastering their delivery and um, matching them up with the right TEDx event for them. So <laughs> the journey is incredible because it's not just like, hey, let's go in here and write a talk. It is a very deep soul healing, soul cleansing process yeah. because yeah. all the all the fog that we talked about all the cobwebs that are there that have been inhibiting individual women and, and the collective of women uh, the work is being done in this course I, I tell my students you you're not only doing this work for yourself right yeah. you are doing it for the feminine collective um, yeah. as you we'll dare to, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly 
So that's something I'm very passionate and excited about uh, supporting women to do is to um, pursue public, pursue more public speaking, but specifically on the TED and TEDx stages. Yeah. But we've, we've got to be able to take the podium and stand up and talk. I mean, that's the only way that we're going to ever, ever come together. And, and when women use their voice, I mean, it, it is amazing when they actually tell their story and, and do that. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you a short story because I, I think this is a, a great time to do so. Uh, you know, I've been doing these radio conversations, podcasts, for about 10 years now. And I remember I was speaking to a woman, let's call her Mary, and, and, I, and I said to Mary, and I said, Mary, I said, um, how, can, how can I help you to, uh, you know, how, what are ways and things I can do to help you to continue to be successful in your pursuit of your mission, your purpose, your, you know, what you're, what you're trying to accomplish? And, and, and it became very, very quiet on the other, other end of the line. And uh, finally I said, Mary, are you still there? And she goes, you mean you want to help me? And I said, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. And, and I think that's the important thing that women need to understand more than anything, Tabby, is that we actually do have a group of women <laughs> that do want to help each other. When we find one another and we find that, uh, that sisterhood, those soul sisters that those sisters encourage and, and uh, you know, we find one another, that it's, it's such a joyful experience when we understand each of our journeys and our stories that, that bring us together and make us so much more strong and, and, and the power to, the, to do the amazing things. Because I think really when it, when it comes down to, the, to all of it, women really, we've always seen the issues, always seen the problems. We just want to solve those. And, and who's, who better than to, to make the world a better place than, than all of us? So I'm, I'm excited about what you're doing. Um, any, anything I can do to help you? And, again, I guess the, the, the question for you, Tabby, is how can I help you? to continue to be successful. Mm, what you're, you're so lovely. And mm-hmm. uh, anything that Women Connect for Good can do for you as well. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. Um, I would say exactly what you're, you're doing, and you're helping amplify my voice. And so this conversation alone lets other women know about the Take the Lead work, uh, as well as my coaching work that I do to help more women become public speakers specifically on the TED and TEDx stages. And uh, yeah, if, when you speak to people, if I come to mind, if you, if you meet someone, a woman who you think, hey, she has a very interesting story to tell and a very important idea to spread, encourage her to the, to the TEDx stage and let her know about me that I am happy to support her if, if she wants that support. That would be very helpful all around. That feels yeah. it's like a it feels a win 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 circular yeah. uh, well, dynamic. Tabby, if you've got something that uh, we could put on our website, we can do that. A piece of that that we could put on the website on the Women Connect for Good. Uh, again, my foundation uh, basically helps also support efforts that you're talking about. So uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> so you you okay? Great. Talking, yes. Talking about uh, funding and so forth because uh, uh, again, this fits right into the whole mission and the and the model of what Women Connect for Good is doing too. So uh, I would be more than excited to 
support that effort and to continue your efforts any way I can. Wonderful. Thank you, Nancy. I'm very grateful and so appreciate you and, and the work that you're doing and the, um, the mama space that you are holding uh, for the sisterhood. You yeah. I feel that in you, a, a very big mama energy for the expansion yeah. of the sisterhood. Yeah. Well, my my daughter is also doing goddess gathering. So we have <laughs> we're, mm. Santa Barbara is full of the feminine. We are we are pushing and and uh, women are coming out in droves to these goddess gatherings because it's becoming such a a wonderful opportunity for the sisterhood to grow and for it to be such a spiritual uplifting experience. So uh, I'm I'm enjoying that. For sure, it's just been exciting. So, like I said, I'm I'm learning so much from uh, my own daughters that, uh, again, mothers need to understand that our daughters can teach us so much, and we can teach one another so much. So we need to keep remembering that, is that mm. we're all in this together, and we can help one another to get to the to higher ground. So, Tabby, thank you so much. And like I said, maybe we should meet and, and, and talk a little bit more after this call, and then talk about some of the ways that we can connect okay love that thank you so much i want to encourage everyone to to read your book and get out there and again what we what we can do more than anything is to listen to other women's stories to connect with them and to help them to find their voices and to keep it going so i'm excited and we're gonna we're just like i said the time is now and so let's just keep moving forward and again your book is Find Your Voice, A Woman's Call to Action, and congratulations and and many, 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 many great days ahead for you, Tabby. Thank you, Dr. Nancy.